the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. So with me is always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the dude who's having a great time out in Europe. He's in Budapest watching all these soccer games, leaving me high and dry here in the United States of America. But he, guess what? <laughs> guess what? He decided to call in today. He sent me the text. He said, guess what? I'm back. He sent the letter like Michael Jordan saying, I'm ready to be back on the podcast today. My boy, my guy, the one and only out in Budapest about to go to Greece. For five hours, John Malika, <laughs> what's going on, homie? How are you doing today? My dude, my dude, Alex. I missed you, man. What an intro. I'm good, dude. It's it's two thirty in the morning. Uh, I got a I got a flight to Greece in like three hours. I just finished the uh, the Netherlands Czech game, which was crazy. We had a red card. We got the Czech Republic upsetting Holland. And all the orange fans who invaded Budapest all sad, and I can't stop smiling. Life is good, man. <laughs> I can't complain. How are you? <laughs> I'm all. I'm all right, man. You know, uh, I'm here in America. You know, watching <laughs> the sports, watching the Phoenix Suns play the L.A. Clippers, and watching them be up three one yesterday. It was a terrible game. It was a brick fest watching the Suns and the Clippers go at it. It was like a, a throwback to the uh, to the eighties and nineties because the game. Barely got into the eighty points, <laughs> just Dude, really I bad. Have, have, but now, speaking but now of, we, I have no idea. I have no idea how people out here keep track of basketball. It's insane. I'm like waking up at six in the morning to check the score. <laughs> it's insane, dude. I have no idea how. Like, I I respect European and Australian NBA fans more than ever. I I respect uh, yo. We just gotta throw respect to worldwide fans, man. Look, we we see the numbers. We got some we got some people internationally who listen to this podcast. You know, it's true. We got, it's true. We got That's the Philippines. True. We got Croatia. We got Greece. We got Ireland. We got England. We got Germany. We got a lot of people who listen to us. So shout out to it's all true. you guys who tune into this podcast, who love the NBA, or even the or even the NFL, and listen to our Jets portion of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and trying to be part of this community. We really ap- appreciate it. But yeah, man, that's awesome. You got to see the orange crew go out there and just lose, right? And they just invaded, trying to think they're all hot and whatnot. That's kind of, you know. Dude, they were so arrogant. They were so yeah. arrogant. Oh, my God. The orange, the Dutch are so arrogant in Budapest these last couple of days. Oh my, they, they can't stop wearing orange. Every time you talk to one of them, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill Czech. Have you seen the group stages? Yada, yada, yada. Oh, man. It was, I, honestly, I couldn't stop smiling after that game. And I was adopted by the Czech by the Czech fans in the stands right after being adopted by the French fans with the France Portugal game way for Euro 2020 treated me very, very well. By the way, the fields look dope, man. You know, I, I know the basics of soccer. I'm not a big footy, like football fan, like as you are, but you know, I'd watch Greece. I'll watch Jamaica. I'll watch the international teams. Um, I'll watch the World Cup when it's on. I'll I'll throw it on when it's during the Olympics. But I'm not as big as you are. But it looks dope, man. Really, I'm really happy that you're having a grand, uh, grand old time out there. And I'm really happy you're able to join me on the pod today. I'm happy you reached out because we got some interesting news, dude, involving uh, some high-profile players. One notably named Damian Willard, who rumors were spread about 
that he may want out of Portland. And uh, apparently, according to Chris B. Hayes today uh, on Sunday, and I'm recording here at 8.35 p.m., John, uh, I don't know what your time is, but a few hours ago, we just got word that it looks like Damian Lillard is not happy with the coaching choice and Chauncey Billups uh, that Portland has decided because one of the hires who we wanted, Jason Kidd, who's going to sign with Dallas, and we got to talk about that as well. Uh, what, what do you make of this, man? I find it very interesting that now we're seeing Damian Lillard not happy. Do you think? Do you think there's smoke to this fire? Do you think this is all just a rumor mill? Because you know how the NBA is. We like to create gossip. We love to have the intrigue. We want to see players just move around, see something new. We don't. Fans of the NBA don't like it stagnant for too long, even though we have some people who just love to see the same people in the finals every day. And trust me, there's enough of you on Twitter who are like, the the playoffs aren't that good because LeBron and AD are in, ain't in the playoffs. And come on, guys, <laughs> just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it's a good playoffs. We began good playoffs. I like to see new blood. I like seeing Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. I like seeing Paul George. Even though I, I, I joke on Pandemic P, Playoff P has – is here and there. He didn't play really well. He didn't play it well at all the last game, but it's fun seeing new teams on the rise, man. Trey Young is showing us something. Giannis Antetokounmpo is now like having his shine. Let's enjoy it. Okay. That at some point, the change of the guard has to, has to occur, but getting back on track, because I'm sorry, that just bothered me. John, what do you think about this Damian Lillard stuff? So first of all, Alex, I completely agree with you. And, and also our, our great foe, Kevin Durant, Put put it really eloquently too. When uh, so, some blue check mark on Twitter is talking about how you know Adam Silver and the NBA is now hurting because you know Kevin Durant and the boys are knocked out of the playoffs. Like obviously you don't know anything about the NBA then because now we're watching four teams that haven't won since the '60s in the Bucks, and one of them is about to win. You know, one of the four, and nothing can be more exciting for the NBA than a brand new fan base, you know, getting their shine a la the Toronto Raptors. Remember how well that did? Yeah. They, so, they did. That, viewership was real. I mean, I was reading up about that one. Viewership may have dropped a little bit in America, but Canadian viewership increased dramatically. So it kind of evened out. You know what I mean? And come on. We like, uh, sure. I get that. We like, you know, the top guys in there, but they got to be a peak powers. You know what I mean? LeBron's losing yeah. the peak. You know, these guys, I, think, yeah, I think it's nonsense. I think it's such a lazy argument, dude. Such a lazy argument. It is. But what do you think about the Dame? But back Lillard to Dame. Stuff, man. Da- yeah, yeah Dollar Dame. Dollar Dame. You asking me if there's is there smoke to the fire? Of course there is. Of course there is, Alex. Because Chris Haynes wouldn't be reporting. I mean, here's the thing: you can't take one of his reports seriously, and the other is not right. So if we're all taking for a grain of salt. All of his coaching vacancy rumors going into it. And now that the coaching staff, the coaching hire has been made for Portland. Now the consequences of that, we're just going to choose to not believe that sentence or, you know, that report. It just makes no sense, right? We have to just believe it all from the same guy or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He has the same exact sources. So it, it just feels kind of weird to pick and choose. I know it's kind of nuanced. But that, that's a little bit long version to say. We kind of know that Dame Lillard's been unhappy in Portland. We just don't want to believe it, right? Because like he just signed this big deal. He's really good. 
it would be weird seeing him change uniforms. You can't really get back the dollar for dollar value for Dame Lillard. Right. But here's the thing. Just like a really quick tangent on those huge contract trades. It's not that you're going to get back the same talent for Damian Lillard because this is not going to happen. Otherwise, we would keep that player or players, right? <laughs> Obviously. What you are going to get back if you're Portland is the ability to rebuild even though you have this crazy 40 plus million dollar contract on your books for a while. You're going to have the opportunity to rebuild with draft picks or with a new salary cap, especially with a team like the Knicks who could eat money. Right. So that's the advantage of, of, from the Portland side, from the Damian Lillard side, you know, if I think that there's any smoke to this fire, I I think one prong, I don't really understand the Chauncey Billups hate. It doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, I love Chauncey Billups as a player from all, you know, accounts. He's been pretty okay on the bench and in the front office, you know, kind of making hints at player decisions. So I, I don't really know, you know, what the beef is there, what's going on there. But just to think about it from Dame Lillard's side, because that I, I feel like we can kind of comment on as basketball fans. I mean, how many times can the man, you know, shoot from the logo and be the absolute hero and then get knocked out in the first round? You know, how many times? And especially, he's a smart guy. He's a smart fella. He looks at his salary cap and he knows it's pretty much stagnant. He looks at the next head coach and he knows... His career is going to line up with this coach. The next four years, he's going to be stuck with him. Does he really want to be sitting next to a Derek Fisher type? You know, maybe that's what he's thinking. So, I mean, uh, long story short, yes, where there's smoke, there is fire. I know we're a Knicks podcast. I'm not going to say those words. I'm not going to say the words that everybody wants me to say so they can start yelling at me. But does Dame Lillard want to be traded? I would say 70-30, yes. What do you think? I agree with you. You know, I think... I agree with you in the fact that Dame Lillard wants to be traded 70-30. Yes, I agree that when there's, there is smoke to this fire, you know, and even Mark Berman of the New York Post reported that if Chauncey Billups is hired, that Damian Lillard could be on the block and could be moved. He did report that recently. And what he also reported is that the Knicks may be involved in offering up three future first round picks. To get Damian Lord. Obviously, it wouldn't just be three future first round picks. There's got to be at least one young player of interest that goes in that trade, right? Before I get to the Knicks portion of this, like I said, I do agree with you. I think Damian Lord wants to be out. I don't think he wants to be, as you say, Derek Fisher, although I think Chauncey Bills would be better than Derek Fisher. I, Chauncey Bills to me, Seems like a guy who is ready to be a head coach and has the ability to be a head coach. I don't know why, but it seems like he has the demeanor. The, the charisma, the, the, and just like the status to, to be able to pull it off. Unlike Derek Fisher, I think Derek Fisher wasn't really involved. I don't think Derek Fisher really wanted to do the coaching aspect. I think he just wanted the, the fame and keep in mind, Derek Fisher, I don't think Derek Fisher was even looking for a coaching job. Phil Jackson said, Oh, Oh snap. I don't have Steve Kerr. Uh, 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 uh Derek Fisher, do you want to come in and coach this team? Cause I didn't have a plan B. I think Chauncey yeah, I mean, will be, I mean, I Phil, Jackson, will be a good Phil Jackson literally said that. Phil Jackson literally said, I wanted a minion to just teach the triangle. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So that's why I think he'll be better. So like in that aspect, but now moving back to Dame Willard, I think he will be traded. The question is who are the teams that will be trading for him? 
And there's really only three teams in my mind that have the capability of making a trade for Damian Lillard. One would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. The thing with the Thunder is that even though they have a bevy of picks, they don't really have a team to start competing. So I think that would just be wasting assets on an older player who is essentially in a win-now mode, and that team is nowhere in win-now. You know what I mean? The second team would be the New Orleans Pelicans, who also have draft picks. Uh, I think they're closer to making a deal for Damian Lillard because they have the assets to do so. Whether or not Damian Lillard wants to go to New Orleans and be part of that horrific uh, team right now, as we're seeing <laughs> led by David Griffin, who you see Zion Williamson is a little disgruntled. The family is disgruntled. Uh, you just have, this is the third coach now within three years. It's not looking good. Just not looking good. So I don't know if Dame wants to go there. Then comes the New York Knicks because they're the next team with assets that could potentially make a move. I could see the Knicks offering up three future first round picks. I would do that. It's the question of how much do they want in youth? And this is where it starts to get a little, you know, triggering because we've been through that Carmelo Anthony trade. We know how many players we give up to get mellow. I guess it's how much do you have to give up to get Damian Lillard, you know? And I think the Knicks are in position to make that trade. As long as it's not busting the bank, I think the Knicks could actually pull it off. And I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm sure there's other teams that can make something work if they want to trade other players, you know, say if you were like, oh, you know what? Let's trade if the Nets wanted to get in and say, Hey, let's trade Kyrie for Dame. They could easily do that, right? They could easily try to pull off that move. Although I don't know if they want to make a lateral move like that. Uh, but there are definitely teams like the Nets who could try to make that trade. Obviously people always talk about the Lakers always being in the forefront because it's the Lakers. I don't know who the Lakers would give up. I don't really know. I don't know how much assets they have after the trade with the Pelicans. Um, they're another team that could get that could get in there just because of name. I don't, I don't necessarily think they have all the assets because they're a very top heavy team with LeBron and AD. But I think the Knicks are up there. What are your thoughts? So I'm in agreement with you, and especially on the fact that I, I hesitate as a Knicks fan because we're homers, and everyone's always rumored to the Knicks, and especially as soon as we started getting good, the entire league was rumored to the Knicks. Yep. So um, I'm cautious about it, but if you were to ask me if Portland calls the Knicks and says, we, you know, Damian Lillard is on the block, what can you offer us? I would probably give them three or four first round picks. I would probably give them Alec Burks in the sign and trade. And I would give them Emmanuel quickly. That would be, that would be the guy. I mean, if IQ is the guy, maybe I would take away a first round pick. You know, I mean, three is the max. Three, Alec Burke sign and trade to, you know, keep my books from being completely overwhelmed. And you can take IQ. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel? I mean, I, it's just, it's tough to even say that out loud. You know what I mean? Cause like, I, I love yeah. Emmanuel quickly. So like, but if I you're know. asking me, I mean, that, that, that's as far as I'm going. I, I mean, you can have Obi if you want, but then we, I just don't think that Portland would do that. I think they want a guard. So I think they you know, would that would be guard. my, that would be my call. Yeah. I think they would want a guard. And I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I think Emmanuel quickly is the first one to go. 
uh, unfortunately, because you're going to try and keep R.J. Barrett. He is a third overall pick. It just says a lot if you trade your third overall pick for uh, for Dave Millard. Also, R.J. is, I think, a guy you want to include here because you see him as part of that core three at that point, right? So he's almost untradeable for me. I I, I, don't I know, and it's, it's, it, I know, and I, I and people get upset when you hear that, but to some extent, there has to be a player untradeable to a certain degree, unless it's for like the right price. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that stupid, uh, trade where people are like, would you trade RJ Barrett for Brandon Ingram? And I'm sorry, I would not, but that's just because Brandon Ingram has been in this league for what, five years now. And yes, he is young. He is the same age as RJ Barrett. There's no age, there's no age discrimination, uh, for that. However, my thing is that he's been in this league for how long and how many playoffs has he made? RJ in his second year has now been part of a team that made the playoffs and the demeanor just says, I want to work. You know what I mean? And I don't know Brandon Ingram that well. I'm not going to say he doesn't want to work, but there's nothing screaming to me saying, yeah, this kid wants to work. He's naturally gifted. But when I watch Brandon Ingram and I watch the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, everyone's like, well, the coaching wasn't great. Well, you know, I'm sorry that it's a first year head coach and maybe it's not the way you like it, but sometimes you got to just give it a try before you say no. Like at what point do we just put on the player saying he's just, you know, not willing to learn and, and try something new and that he just wants it to be his way. So, you know, I know this is not a Brandon Ingram thing, but this is why it's, it's like, is, is RJ untradeable? And this is where it, it's, it kind of is. And that's, it's sad, but it's really not. And it, it's all dependent on the price for RJ Barrett. You know, I, him being the third overall pick, him wanting to be in New York, him being the fresh start, the young guy who, you know, we all thought KP would be, he's filling that mold. So why get rid of that guy when you're valuing him so highly? You know, there's so many things tied to it that it's not just so simple as he's just a player. He's more than just a player. It, there's a lot that rides on his name because he's also the third overall pick for the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, and there's always going to be something riding with you, Alex, if you show up in a pink suit on draft day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he wants to smoke. And at the end of the day, R.J. Barrett, he, he never shies away from the criticism, right, when he's doing terribly, right? He, he, he was out there answering questions, out there shooting before and after the games. When he gets, you know, shafted from the rookie teams, from all the awards... He he comes out and he, he says, yeah, I saw them. He doesn't lie about it. When he sees the criticism, he comes out and he speaks his mind. I mean, he, you want to talk about setting a culture, setting a culture, setting a culture. And the one, the minute we have the culture, you want to send it away. And so it makes no sense, man. RJ, he's got to stay. RJ is to the Knicks what Jimmy Butler is to the Miami Heat. And at the end of the day, we just have to come to terms with that. I think that's that, that's well said. That's totally well said. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't trade him, but I do agree with the the trade aspect. It's either three first rounders and Emmanuel quickly to get Damian Lillard. I don't know if the sign and trade of Alec Burks is necess- is necessary. Maybe you throw in someone like Kevin Knox to move him because they may want to add some wing slash forward depth. Uh, you know, some length out there. Maybe you put him in the deal as well because. It's, uh, I think from reports, if I read that correctly, that Kevin Knox is going to be on the block. Uh, I think they're ready to move on from him. 
So they want, might as well get him to a good location. And Chauncey Billups, Portland, an area where he will be under the radar might be best for Kevin Knox. I would throw him instead, instead of trying to do a sign and trade. Um, for Alec Burke with Alec Burks. That's just my thoughts though. If you want to add yeah, something. I- Honestly, it's just advantageous for the Knicks because we get to save more money on our books for from Dame. You know what I mean? We don't have to. I eat get you. The entire forty, we can at least cut maybe seven out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, at least we cut that seven. Then we have like the seven eight from from Noah, and that's like fourteen off the books this year. You know what I mean? Thin air. Yeah. We could like minus that at least. You know what I mean? Just something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear I hear the thought process behind it. I just think. You know, from Portland standpoint, why would you do you that? Want, yeah, why would you want to do that? So yeah, I mean, I, we might, we have to make the books eat. I mean, forty seven million dollars is insane, dude. It's a yeah, lot. but we got the we got the <laughs> and we got and we got the cash space to do it. So yeah, yeah. you know, the whole the thing is that all right, you bring on Dame for one year. You ask Randall, hey, prove it. You know, we'll we'll negotiate with you during the season to get it done, and then you have the other guys you got to worry about uh, when it comes down to next season. So that's why. And this is where also, you know, if you bring in Dame, you have Mitch on his cheap contract. You're like, all right, this is a prove it year. Play with the top guy. Let's see what you can do. We are bringing in one of the best. So that's just my thought. That's my thought on the Damian Lord aspect. You know, we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not out here saying that it will happen. I think the Knicks have actually a good shot to get Damian Lord. I don't think it's so far fetched as some make it seem, but it, Definitely is not a shoe in, you know, and I'm not, and I, I wouldn't be a betting man to say Dame's coming to the Knicks either. But you know who else is unhappy, John? Uh, tell we got me, Kawhi Alex, Leonard. Tell me. We got Kawhi Leonard who is unhappy uh, with his medical staff out in LA. What do you make of that? Dude, first of all, <laughs> the Mike Breen call on the Kawhi Leonard was absolutely Oh, that's hilarious. great. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> And, and, and to that point, we will never be able to read Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi, if the reports are Kawhi Leonard is upset with the injured, with the medical staff, I totally believe it. At the end of the day, man, the Clippers are the Jets. If somebody told you that, you know, we're upset with the Jets medical staff, are you going to be shocked? No. Exactly, dude. It's the Clippers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, they have a bad, they don't even, they, you know, they're building an arena. They have, you know, their players' faces covering banners. They're a mess out there, man. They have the worst home home field advantage, and that's counting Brooklyn. Like, it, it's a whole thing. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up on, on Kawhi as well. But, dude, if Kawhi Leonard is a free agent, he better come to New York. I'm not even joking. I'm not even playing. If he opts out, he better come and play with tips. I mean, that's, I mean, that would be a good pairing for him, right? Uh, especially defensive oriented. Uh, well, not playing play time wise, players. dude. Uh, I think Tibbs will be fine in mitigating minutes for top players. You know, it's not. He's. It's never happened. I know it's never happened. It's never happened. But that doesn't and then on the other side, Alex, on, the other, on the other side, you have Mr. Load Management, literally the creator of load management. I get that, but here's the founder. The thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and for everyone who's not, who doesn't understand why Kawhi is upset with the medical staff in LA, he's upset with the medical staff because they, he believes that they misdiagnosed him and under, underplayed the severity of his knee injury. And because of that, that's why he's upset. And in all honesty, a medical staff is very important. If for those of you who do not remember, 
the season that the Golden State Warriors faced the Toronto Raptors in that final series back in 2019, the issue at the beginning of that season is that the Golden State Warriors released their medical training staff because I think it got to a point where it was just how much money do they want to spend on a medical staff? So they brought a new medical staff in and it wasn't coincidental, you know, that you had all these injuries to Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, you know, you had guys missing so much of the season that year that it, 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 it you know, injuries are a part of the game, but the medical staff is also important. And some people may poo poo it. It's like, Oh, well, what if the athletes are doing working out, doing this and that. Well, you also need a good training staff and medical staff to guide them on what to do and to be that voice of reason so that way they can stay healthy for the remainder of the season. So for Kawhi, if the medical staff is not doing that, you got to have some trust in the organization that they'll either correct it. And I think he has to read, is the organization going to move in that direction to correct the medical staff? Is it going to bring in a new medical staff? Is, are they going to, what, what is, which would, that, that's one alternative. Are they going to implement new practices and so forth? How can they be trusted again? There's so many things that go into it that that's why it's serious for an athlete. Now, Kawhi, being disgruntled. I'm not reading it fully as that he will opt out and do anything. If it is severe, I mean, I know we saw Kevin Durant on an Achilles injury get the bag still. You know what I mean? I don't know if Kawhi wants to do that and then move and then not be with the team and just stay in LA. It's this, that's so, it's that, that's the difficult part for me in seeing Kawhi actually getting out. I think he would take the year to rest, to heal up in LA, be close to his family, then leave the following year and not do it this season while still getting paid. That's, that's my thought on the Kawhi situation. But I think if he did come to New York to answer the, the load management question that you posed, John, uh, I think Tiz would be able to do it. You know, Thibodeau this season, Yes, he, RJ and Julius were in the top five of most <laughs> minutes played in the league, but that was out of necessity. You know, this is, the team isn't, uh, has a bevy of talent. That's not, that's not what we have going on here, right? So he had to play those guys a lot of minutes in order to even keep this team afloat and to make him the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference and get them that playoff experience. Once you get more talent on the team, then you don't have to rely as much on those players to carry along the way. You know, we were discussing it not too long ago and saying, you, you even mentioned it yourself. Okay. You, you know, at some point the regular season has to be like a cruise control mindset knowing, all right, we can win X amount of games. We know which games we got to show up for, which games we can't, we don't have to show up for. But once playoffs come, you know, we're resting our bodies. We're doing this that way. We're ready for this time. So I think Tibbs would be able to adapt to that. Uh, as we saw, he adapted this season. He was adaptable being able to connect with young guys, not necessarily known for doing that. He gave guys rest, which he started doing in Minnesota. He get, he didn't practice him every single day. And, you know, you just heard everyone just loved Tibbs and held everyone accountable. And he instilled defensive, a defensive nature on this team, which is pretty difficult to do for young guys to begin with. So he did all that. I, I wouldn't have, you know, I, I'm not. So I wouldn't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, 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 I think he can do it is what I'm saying. That's what, that's, that's it. 
Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, I think Kips can do anything, so I'm with you. But like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the history shows me that in fact Kawhi Leonard is a although he may be a Tibbs guy on paper, like three and D shuts his mouth, can create on offense without a point guard, you know, does his rotations correctly, can guard any man on the floor. He's totally not a tips guy when it comes to load management. And when it comes to honest, I mean, this is quite communicate on the court. I know that's a big tips thing as well. I mean, I, maybe I'm dumb, you know, as, you know, a complete spectator there. Uh, it just doesn't seem like it's a perfect fit. But I'm also going to touch on something else you said. Kawhi Leonard is upset about his medical staff and his knees so serious, and he's from L.A. Does that mean that the doctors he trusts are actually in L.A., where he spends his offseason? Does he want to be? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of different factors. So is is that news just, did that news just come out to tell the Clippers, hey, I'm going to use my own medical staff, and you're going to like it? You know what I mean? And it had nothing to do with any opt-out or anything like that. So there's, I feel like there's always more to the Kawhi situation than we ever know. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, we, we won't know any of that. We won't know the full details of it unless he retires or he really wants to just come out and be that open and honest. And knowing Kawhi, he probably won't. He likes to keep things very minimum uh, to what he tells the media. So we won't really know the full details of what he wants to do, but I get the whole training staff and being out. They could be outside of Cali and, you know, they could be anywhere in the, in the U S that he's going to, to get, to be taken care of. But the one thing I do know is that his family is from in LA and he's from LA. So if only, if you only have to travel for your procedures and then you can fly back, cause these guys get on planes back and forth. Like it's a cab. You know what I mean? Like not, that's not for us. That's not, that's not for us. Regular folk. They, they, they can get on a plane. Like it's a cab and just say, Hey, I'm going to fly back today. I'll be there. Be back. No, no biggie. That's how that, that's how this works for, for athletes. So I don't know. It, 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 there's, we'll see what happens. That's, that's really it. But those are the two big topics that we got within, uh, the Knicks kind of Knicks world because, you know, the front office is definitely looking out for players that they could sign. You know, other rumors we're talking about, well, the Knicks trying to make a move for Ben Simmons are, you know, are they going to try to get a campaign from the Suns? You know, these are other players that they're looking into now. Uh, are they going to offer Alonzo Ball anything this offseason? There's so much going on around the Knicks right now and the rumor mill and how they're going to attack. And all I know is that our front office is looking at draft, <laughs> looking at potential draftees. It's competent. It's competent, yeah. Alex. Our front office is competent. Although that's where you're going to go with that. It's it's great, and you know it's also great. Uh, everyone who thought Scott Perry would be out is still here, so isn't that interesting? <laughs> Did he get an extension? I think he is going. I think he is due for an extension. I mean, he was at the he was at the. Um, oh right, right at the scouting stuff. He was at the scouting stuff. Uh, if he's not part of it, I think it'd be pretty weird to have him involved in the scouting stuff. <laughs> yeah, release him. So yeah. I think he's about to get an extension. So that's great. That's fantastic. Let's go, Elf. Imagine he comes back too. Oh God. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, man. 
we got we got some of those guys. Do you want to touch on any of those guys uh, before we move on to uh, NBA playoffs? Do you want to touch on Ben Simmons? Do you want to touch on uh, Lonzo Ball? I mean, we we discussed Lonzo Ball in detail. I I, I yeah. talked about it enough. So I know Ben Simmons had a bad bad playoff experience. We could touch on him for a hot second, dude. If Ben Simmons is cheap, sign me up. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> off on Ben Simmons like he's a plague right now. I'm, I don't think the Knicks necessarily have the, 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 the talent to really demonstrate his skill set. If, if I'm being completely honest, but if you're telling me we can get Ben Simmons on the cheap, don't Sign even think up. twice. Yeah, don't even think twice. You just do yeah, it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it makes, it, like, I'm, I'm glad because I, I don't even think it's a conversation even, even worth having. Whether or not we should get Ben Simmons. I mean, once we start talking about draft compensation, now we're having, now we're talking. Now we're having issues. But if you're asking me, do I want Ben Simmons? That, that's a, that's a non-starter. Of course I want Ben Simmons. Yeah. I think that's, that's the interesting point right now because I know people are down. They're, they're down on Ben Simmons because of his playoffs. He didn't score for a majority of the fourth quarter throughout the playoffs. I think it was four games, four or five games. He had zero points. Just insanity, dude. He did not look, he didn't look good in the second round. And this is normally been his trait. He's fine the first round, second round comes and he just disappears. It's, you know, he's young. I think he's been old. I think he's been too coddled in Philly. I don't think they, he's been pushed enough to start shooting. And we know that he can shoot. We know he can do these things. We know he's shooting with the wrong hand. People are trying to get him comfortable to shoot. I think he's in his own head, man. I really think he's in his own head. I think he needs a new place to go play. Honestly, if someone said, do you think he should go to New York to go play? I would say no, because if he needs a year to actually gather himself like Markel Fultz did, being in the largest media market and just having the media all eyes on you down your throat, as it is in Philadelphia, just amplified in New York. I don't think that's good for him, but it's starting, man. The trading for Ben Simmons is now going to start because that's what they said at the beginning of last season, or this season, I should say. Give Doc one season with Ben and Joel, see if it can work. If it doesn't work, one of them's got to go. And very interesting debate on who you think should go, whether Joel and Ben. Looks like it's going to be Ben. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Ben. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think that's a debate anymore. I, I think it was at some point, but I think for Philly, for sure, I feel like that's solidified. It's Ben? You think it's 100% Ben that has to go? Yeah, it's Embiid is the king over there. He's okay. the king of Philly. Yeah, he's the king of Philly. But can we just say, can we just go back for one second and, and talk about how DeAndre Ayton, my my hot take that DeAndre Ayton is better than Joel Embiid, is kind of holding kind of holding water Woo! at the moment? Woo! All right. Are we done with Knicks? Because we can just hop into the et cetera. Yeah, yeah, I think we're done with the Knicks. All right, all right, we're done with we're done with Knicks talks. It's it's still off season. Uh, you know, we got we got to get into draft to- topics soon, man, because the draft's going to be yes. here before we know it. But let's talk about <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about your boy DeAndre Ayton because the Dude, man is you, unbelievable, he, unbelievable. And did you see who he compliments to getting him to this level, Mr. Yeah, Christopher Chris Paul. Paul? Oh wait. Were we nuts last season saying that we wanted Chris Paul on this team? Or did we know we, why Chris Paul is like the most valued asset in the NBA if you want to get your team right? Dude, Mitch Robinson would have been Tyson Chandler. Are you, this is why I was, this is why it was bothering me. I don't want to trade for Chris Paul. He's too old. I'm like, dude, 
Dude, he, he's literally, he would be Tyson Chandler in, in, by tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. That, and like, he's going to be a free agent? No doubt. He's yeah. going to be a free agent, but there's no way he's leaving Phoenix. There's, there's no way. There's just actually, there's so no I think, way. Actually, actually, I think I, I think this means he will leave Phoenix, but we'll see. Woo! If he, if he wins, if he wins, done. Yeah, if he wins, he's, he can do whatever he wants. But he, if he doesn't Paul win. Won. He won life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't win, we'll see. But if he wins, dude. He doesn't. He's just gonna. He's just gonna chill. For, he can just go to any team he wants and be the king. He has a championship ring. He can just, he's gonna be the king of any team. If he goes to New York, he'll be the king of New York. Oh, one hundred percent. Veteran ring, old injuries, everything. Ah, that's what I was about to say. Is that if he came to New York, as soon as we, as soon as he comes off winning and has a great season, he's gonna be the Baron Davis that we get. Back injury, knee injury. You know, everything that you don't want, uh, in a point guard. So that's why I'm saying for now, I'm now saying, Chris Paul, don't come to the Knicks. I like you. At some point, it has to, at some point, you have to hit the cliff. And I don't mean his, uh, his doppelganger. I was going to say, I was going to say, there's got to be a pun intended in there. No, there wasn't. But I, I realized as I was talking that his, uh, his alter ego is Cliff or State Farm, but. I would, I would pass up on Chris Paul as a free agent this offseason. There are other guys who we got to talk about who are potential free agents. We'll do that, uh, next time. Uh, if you're on this pod, if not, I'll try to, maybe I'll hit up Ricey and see if he wants to do it and talk about some free agents, but it's, I don't know, man. It's great to see the Suns finally doing well. They are legit Knicks West. I am dubbing them Knicks West. Okay. They'll be insulted. Suns fans will be insulted. We could be Suns East. I don't really care. The arena over there is popping. They got orange. We got orange. They're purple. We're blue. They got a nice up and coming young squad who people were just down on for years because of Mikhail Bridges and, and DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. And now look at where they are. They just got the right veteran pieces and they look so good on the court, man. They are convincing, man. Every time they take the stage, it just looks like they have control. Sure, they lost to the Clippers last game. Chris Paul was just came back. And you know and I, for betting purposes, once a player comes back, especially when it's a star player who's in the starting rotation, it takes time to gel once again. So that was Alex, kind of a I'm given. About, I'm about to shed a tear. I'm about to shed a tear from that right now. Okay. <laughs> One so, single tear from my left eye just came down when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I love it. I love what the Suns are doing. It's phenomenal. I'm happy for them, man. I really want to see them win it all, go all the way and win it. Cause, and I think they will. I, I, I honestly think they will. I don't think there's a team in the East. I don't think the Hawks or the Bucks can do it. I really don't. I think they're a complete team up and down. I don't know who's going to, I give me your thoughts right now. I want to know no, this dude. right now. I, I, to be honest, I think the East are going to beat each other up. I think, I think that series is going seven. And I don't think, I think the Clippers are lucky if they make it to six. Uh, I agree with you. I think, I think this is the Suns year, man. It's the perfect year for Chris Paul to get it. The COVID, no LeBron, KD's friends are injured. It's the perfect, this is the perfect year for Chris Paul to just win it and just, and just, be able to sleep at night for the rest of his life. And right off into the sunset. Legitimately yeah. right off into the sunset. With and his he'll be new solidified <laughs> With his new contract. And he'll be solidified as one of the top five best point guards to ever play this game. Besides the punching people in the balls part. But yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that's how I feel. But I agree with you. I think the East is going to be a slugfest because the Bucks are they're falling up. I don't know how they do it, man. They don't. They're not even playing pretty basketball. I don't know what. I don't even know what they're doing half the time when they're. They on just the play court. well at home, bro. They just play well at home. They're so predictable. They they their their bench is what does it for them. Chris Middleton when he's hot, it's everything. When Brook Lopez is going, when the fans are with Giannis. I mean, they're just such a home team. I, I expect I expect the Hawks to win Game Three. I expect the Bucks to win Game Four on the road, and then Game Five is going to be the decisive game. To be honest, I think the Hawks could win that, and then we'll kind of see what happens from there. I think the Hawks should win the series, but I think Milwaukee oh, no. will do it. I think it'll be I think it'll be Bucks. I seven. think that's what I was, that's what I was getting to. I think the Hawks should win because I think they are. The more well balanced team, but I think the Bucks will win because Giannis is just that. He, I mean, he's that the dude. Greek freak for a reason. Yeah, he's just that, that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yes, uh, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you see that spin move he had on Capella? Did you see that spin move? Yeah, dude. I, I, again, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a foreigner for a second. Watching the 10 minute, I used to think that the the YouTube 10 minute highlights was such a sham. Like, I, I felt like people would like watch that and tell me that they watched the game because they were able to see like the three, four highlights in 10 minutes. Dude, I l- almost lived for those 10 minute YouTube videos. I feel like I watched the whole game as soon as I woke up. Dude, that honestly, those 10 minute highlights are good. When I, when I was in law school, after watching a Knicks game, I just turn on the highlights and just watch what every other team did around the league and just choose my favorite games of teams that are doing well so I can keep up and Dude, see it's what dope. happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's tough to watch it and to watch every single like. There's, it's impossible to watch every single game. You know what I mean? And it's po- impossible. Of course, of course, of course. Even keeping on track of a le- the league at a high level, it's really tough. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm literally, I'm literally a basketball junkie and sports junkie. Like, I'm literally traveling to Europe right now to watch Euro Cup for absolutely no reason, and I'm telling you, it's hard for me to even keep up. Like, it's difficult. <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. But I want to I, I want to get your take on this. Who you got in the finals right now? So you got Suns and, and Bucks, right? That's, that's yeah. I think with? I think Suns and Bucks, and then Suns and Six. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah, I can see that. I'm actually thinking Suns and Five, but I think Six is just fair enough to get some some added, yeah. You uh, give, me, give me some Scott Foster in there at least for one game. Scott Foster. <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 get a he can, he's do he can get you a Chris Paul loss any single time you need one. You just say the words, <laughs> he's got you. <laughs> Scott Foster's like Beetlejuice, man. Say that name's three time and he'll be coming up and doing <laughs> Dude, I'm not even joking. It's actually insane because like I'm so I'm I'm at the again, I'm sorry if you don't care about soccer slash football, but I'm at the soccer game today. The the guy from Delight, who's the best player on on Holland, on the Netherlands, he gets a handball, gets an immediate yellow card. They do a review. As they're doing the review, I'm thinking in my head, this is Scott Foster, 100%. This guy's getting kicked out of the game. Like, Scott Foster literally lives rent-free in my head. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's so funny. Like, I literally thought about him right away. Isn't it interesting how he got the Suns uh, Western Conference? I know. It's it's like it's more like you wouldn't you wouldn't put 
okay, Alex, like you're, you're engaged. You have a wedding coming up. If when you're arranging tables, like there's no way you're going to put someone who you even remotely think might have a problem with each other near each other. Like that's just not the case here. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh, you guys have a beef. Oh, okay. Perfect. Here you guys go. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, both of you are going to be at table five over here. Enjoy yeah. tonight. And there's only two tables, by the way. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, then you're like, oh, I couldn't believe a commotion happened. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. But yeah, it, it, it is so weird, man, that they keep getting... I feel like it, it feels like WWE a little bit, like special guest, referee, and it's always like, you know, the guys, like the guy's girl who cheated on him with. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's ridiculous. For sure. All right, rapid fire for you for a little bit. I, since we already know who we want to come out of both conferences what do you think about the clippers right now what do you think about paul george's performance and what do you think about the hawks performance and yeah actually that's it those are the two questions i have all right well since i'm a casual fan you know for the for the for these two series i'm gonna you know toss it up to you for a little bit more depth but from my perspective i see paul george he's just in his own head and I think he, he tries to play hero ball sometimes. I also think that Paul George is a victim right now of two things. One, no point guard, which has always been the problem. He had George Hill. Now he has Patrick Beverly and Reggie Jackson. Like he needs a point guard. Uh, and he, he always tasked with being the point guard. I just don't think that's his game. He's not Jimmy Butler and he, we try to make him out to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that watching the Clippers games. Zubac is just gets so exposed in the pick and roll. I don't know how many times I can say this, but his, he gets so exposed in the pick and roll on both sides, whether he's playing defense or offense, honestly. Um, and it really puts Paul George in a defensive bind almost every play. And they're literally searching for him. Like if you, if you remember on that one play, uh, when campaign kind of went nuts, uh, he just like, <laughs> you know, kind of like did his own thing. He like, Kind of acted like campaign and mm-hmm. like the old campaign and, and Chris Paul freaked out at him. But why did Chris Paul freak out at him? Not because he like took a dumb shot, but it was because Chris Paul got the mismatch on Zubach, which is like the whole game plan and he didn't get the ball back. You know what I mean? So I think that Paul George is, a, he's a little bit of a victim of his team, unfortunately. And it's just, he was a victim of his team in Indiana too. It's just, he's just not the number one guy and he's con- consistently asked to be. So it's really not fair. Um, I think that, that, that's my take on the Clippers. What's your take there? I think you hit it right on the head with Paul George. I think what I would add for that is that, yeah, sure, he doesn't have a point guard. Sure, he doesn't have his running mate, Kawhi Leonard, out there. Defensively for that team, Zubac gets beaten up to, up to Wazoo in the pick and roll. And it's really weird because we saw Tai Wu make the adjustment to go small ball. And he hasn't really utilized small ball against the Suns. I guess that's just kind of impossible because you have DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is just showing that no matter who you put out there, he's just going to have a field day. But you would think that they top, at least top try three, to mix top it. Three center, top three center in the league, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's moving up the ranks pretty quickly, man, for how he's been performing. And I'm going to say something right now for you about the Suns and, and uh, about this duo. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, New Age, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, oh, man. I mean, that's possible. But the only problem there is they didn't need Derek Fisher. And the Suns need Chris Paul. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I get that. Like yeah, they need, they that. need, they need the third. They need that third. Like they're not, they're almost like Penny and Shaq. They're in, they're in they training. Just like, they're they're in like, training. They like, they like needed, they like needed something else. You know what I mean? It, it really is like Penny Hardaway and Shaq, which just came to my mind, by the way, some breaking news uh, regarding Penny Hardaway. And since the NCAA is about to be fake news, um, he's being, uh, in serious consideration for the Orlando Magic head coaching job. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. That'd be awesome. To go back. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. I hope, he's I hope he does a, get the job. He must be the man, dude, to go back to Memphis and get the job and then go to Orlando and get the job. Like everywhere he goes, like all the people liked him. You know, he never burned the bridge, even though he was always injured and stuff. Sometimes them's the breaks, man, as a player, you know, even like Grant Hill, people like Grant Hill, but he was always injured, especially later in his career. But I, I think for getting back to the Clippers and finishing up there before we move on to the, the Hawks Bucks. Uh, yeah, I think Paul George is kind of in his own head. I also think that he just has the talent to do it too. And I think he just, some guys just shrink when the moment's on them. He's done an ad, he did an admirable job in the semis. The Western Conference is a whole different ball game. Granted, he's missing guys like Marcus Morris has missed some time. You have Kawhi missing time. And now the burden's on you. Pat Bev is not that guy. But Reggie Jackson's been showing up in this series, man. Reggie Jackson's been an X factor this entire time. But you can't always rely on Reggie Jackson, uh, even though he's one of the top, I think, five best isolation scores in the NBA, So, which is a fun stat to know. But I, That makes it, sense to me. That makes it's, sense to me. It, it's, he loves it's, the ball. It's tough. He does. He, he, and he thinks he's like Michael Jordan when he's on the court, man. He, he thinks he could take the last shot and he'll always make it, which is good. You need guys like that, but he's not hitting them at that type of rate. But for Paul George, he has a talent. It's all about putting it together. You know, something's got to click at some point, right? And in, in order for him to get to that next he's, level, otherwise he's, he's just got like, that Dion. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise he's just Dion waiters. All right. <laughs> Moving off on that note. Uh, we got the Suns and the Bucks. We, not the Suns. Wow, we got the Hawks and the Bucks. Let's wrap it up here. What do you think about this series? I'll go first. I like what Trey Young is doing, putting pressure on the Bucks defense by being able to shoot, you know, over thirty feet out from uh, the arc or from the rim, I should say, just shooting thirty feet in general. The way he's able to attack the rim, man, is just creates havoc for the Milwaukee Bucks and figuring out the rotations and how to defend it because he's just getting to shooters like Kevin Herter, you're getting to Bogey, you're getting into Gallo. All these areas are get, able to get open because you have Trey Young just being so quick with the ball in his hands and he's just a really good playmaker. And then you have guys like Kevin Herter and Gallo, who I've said are just showing up and hitting their shots and playing really effectively. While you have the Bucks, as I as I noted earlier, they're kind of falling up. Like they're 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 passing by failing for a set. Like their defense is not really crisp as it is known to be through the regular season. They're not necessarily taking good shots. Like Giannis, even in a mismatch, he's still he still has this hesitancy to really take someone to the paint and just back him down where he should. You have Chris Middleton, who I do like Chris Middleton. I, Chris Milton, I think he is really good. Unfortunately, he's another one who has this Paul George syndrome to just kind of shrink in, in big moments sometimes, even though he had really good big moments against the Brooklyn Nets. On the road. It's just yeah, on the road, on the road. Dude. He, He's just not good on the road. And, and, and Giannis has no bag, dude. He has no – he can't shimmy anyone off him. He just runs straight. 
Yeah, and that's just those are kind of my thoughts from like big thoughts from this game. It's really it's an okay series. You know, it's it's good because they're close games and you you don't know who's going to win, but from aesthetic standpoint of just watching the game, there could be a little bit more uh from the buck side to make it a much more interesting game. Who I th- and I think they should be dominating, dude. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo. They should be dominating these games. Honestly, He's the Greek freak. He's difficult to stop. Quint Capella can't stop this guy. You know what I mean? But Giannis allows guys to stop him. He just, I, I don't think he's figured out how to just play his game and do what he does during the regular season. Even though he doesn't have a bag, and I know the playoffs are different. He just has the strength, the stride, and just the, the dexterity to finish around the rim. So I, I don't know why he just doesn't do that at the high level he can. Yeah, and I think that John Collins got a little exposed there too. He can't guard Giannis at all, like at all. Yeah, not at all. He can't. He can't do anything. So, but it's John Collins. Yeah, I, like, yeah, but but I mean, like that—that that was their, that was how. I mean, that's how they got to where they are. John Collins was holding down the paint, and he just can't do it against Giannis, which is fine. But that's what's happening. I, I think that Milwaukee's also, at least last game. They're, they're guarding them really well. And they match up well against the Atlanta Hawks. The, my, my problem is if once the Bucks get locked down on defense, they have nothing to do on offense. The Atlanta Hawks can at, at least have Trey Young. You know what I'm trying to say? And that kind of yeah. stuff makes a difference in the playoffs. Nah, for sure. For sure it does. Oh, can we just talk about one thing? Can we just talk about one thing before we get out of here? Sure. Just so, just because uh, we're on Trey Young, can we talk about the the, the offensive ca- the offensive fouls uh, on the, on the lean in now? You know what? I guess I guess my comeuppance have, have now come because you were called it right at the beginning of the season because it was against the Brooklyn Nets game, it was against the Sixers. That whole stretch where we're seeing terrible calls. And I just hate I hate how Trey Young gets these bullshit calls for just bumping back or leaning into somebody. And those aren't foul calls. But the league has mentioned that they're going to tr- potentially, they're going to look into it, and those will be transitioned into offensive foul calls, which you said at the beginning of the season how they should be called. I just said, just don't call it in general. These will be offensive foul calls, which, all right, I'm cool with it. That means it puts more on the offense to not do the, this nonsense. Thankfully, it was straight up. It was straight up becoming an epidemic. I'm not even joking. Yeah. And, you know, so I made a comment, obviously, on Twitter saying, oh, this is how Trey Young is after reading this news. And people were like, well, what about Emmanuel quickly? Yeah, quick does it. But he's a one year. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's trying. He well, of course. Well, well, he's got to get with the program. Yeah, he'll get with the program. The good thing is that he's a rookie. You know what I mean? So yeah. he, he won't do it next year. It's like, all right, bud, yeah. you didn't even yeah. get he didn't even get that many calls for it to begin with, Trey Young's been getting these calls now. He's been getting these calls yeah. since last season. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just amplified this season. And I'm happy that the league is taking care of it. They need to, they, they needed to nip this in the butt to get a better product on the floor because it was just getting out of hand. Yeah. And can I tell you the bad news from all of this? What? Is I'm going to really like Trey Young. If, if they take this out of, if they take this out of his repertoire, like I already kind of, you know, secretly like him, 
But now, yeah. if if they if they if if he starts like becoming a real player, I wonder how Harden is gonna come out from this. Um, if Trey Young comes out positively from it, I'm gonna be a huge Trey Young fan. Just throwing you that know, out I, there. I actually like Trey Young too. Before me too, all but like hunting. it's exactly and, it just hurts. It hurts to watch. Yeah, no, it does, and that's why I was getting annoyed because he is better than he doesn't need to do. The same thing with James Harden. I'd be, I would have been more intrigued to watch Rockets games when he was on the Rockets because he could actually play without hunting for fouls. I know he's on the Nets now, but he I, he didn't really get that many calls from what I saw with the Nets for doing that. No, yeah, he, he definitely changed it up. He definitely yeah, changed he played up he game. played more of his game. You know, what I mean, he yeah. he played more of his game on the Nets, so I respected it. That's. I just didn't respect how he got out of Houston. But for yeah. Trey, I, I'd respect Trey. And I think he still is going to get his points. He's very talented, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with all that, man. But, hey, John, thanks for uh, thanks for hitting me up. Thanks for uh, taking some time out of your vacation to to come pod and talk about the NBA. Really appreciate it, man. I was hyped that you, you reached out to me and I was able to do this pod today with you. Oh, and yeah, talk me some too. Knicks, talk, talk some NBA uh and, and here's some uh soccer action or football action as you say since you're over there in uh in Europe but yeah man yeah man uh, some some some, some crazy yeah you too some some crazy stuff for Europe if you're if you're paying attention crazy we got Denmark and Czech now coming up which nobody saw coming i think that's that that side of the bracket's going to be Germany's and i mean i had i had Italy versus France in the finals, and now it looks like they're going to meet up on the side of the bracket, hopefully. We'll see how it happens with France tomorrow. So look out for the Italy versus France game. If that happens on the left side, that'll be amazing. And uh, hopefully Germany makes it to um, to the final. We'll have an Italy versus Germany final. Get Ronaldo, even though he just got kicked out. Uh, it was 1-0 loss to Belgium. He could still get the top goal scorer. I, I think I'm killing it out here. Uh, <laughs> Life, life is good, man. Life is good right now. And on that note, John's having a great time out there, drinking fine wine, having fine craft beers out there, eating really good, showing me f- pictures of food that it looks like my wallet can't maintain. So happy for you, bro. We're, 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 rich, we're rich and hungry, bro. We're rich and hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to give us a five-star review and leave us a comment. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on top of that, we are available on all streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, you name it, we are there. Also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can just look for Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period, which is Knicks, Jets, etc. The name of this podcast, just type it into social media. You should be able to find it. Just Google it. Google it. You'll be able to find it. That's all you got to do, people. That's all you got to do. But thank you for tuning in. John's going to go back, get ready to get on this flight. I'm going out to watch some NBA basketball. We back, baby. Oh. All right. Well, not back, but we're enjoying. We're enjoying, watching, it. we're enjoying it. We're enjoying it. I'm watching NBA. I'm, this is the best part about being up with these ridiculous hour right now. Is I'm, I'm have some Atlanta Hawks on too, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this night. All right, all right, John. Catch you later, and catch you later, everyone. Later, boss. Let's go, Knicks.